Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi everybody, this is Marnie Swedberg and I welcome you to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Today on speaker training, the parts of a great con- presentation. I was going to say the great great conversation, that's kind of it too, but when we're speakers we want to do great presentations and uh, that's all up to us. Once we get up there, it's, it's up to us to make it fly or not. During the next hour with our guest today, Linda Olson, you are going to discover what you must know before start your planning, where you must or where you must, or what you must do first, sorry, if you wanted to end well, the most important person at each event to connect with and why, the one part of your speech that you must never forget to prepare, how to deliver a few key points of value with clarity, how to get your audience to remember what you present, what, why less is more and what that means to a speaker and why a powerful closing is critical to your success. Our guest today is Linda Olson. She's an international speaker and trainer, and uh, she likes to empower your voice. Her vision is to influence one million people annually for the kingdom through Christian Speakers Get Paid, a speaking training program. As a professional with more than 40 years as a speaker, trainer, counselor, and coach, Linda is an expert in helping ministry leaders and entrepreneurs break through to fulfilling their dreams. Her website is christianspeakersgetpaid.com, and welcome to you, Linda. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to have you here, and this is a wonderful topic. Um, we talk, we do a lot of training on all kinds of different things, and uh, the parts of a presentation is one that we haven't done for a long, long time, so we are due, and you are the girl. <laughs> so thanks oh, for being great. here. <laughs> Good. Well, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the discovery process before you even begin planning. Where is it that you need to get started? Well, you know how so often as speakers, we like to speak about what we know about and what, you know, what it is that we want to share. For example, if we've written a book or something, then that's, it's like that's our expertise. But what's so important is rather than speaking from what we want to speak about, we need to find out what our audience needs. And, and that is absolutely key. Uh, I just believe in that so strongly because if we're not meeting their need, you know, if we speak about what we want to speak about, we're really just meeting our need as opposed to meeting their need. And that's a big difference. Well, let's talk to the beginner speaker who would say, well, there's going to be 250 people in my audience. How could I possibly know what all of them need? What, what, where could they begin? Well, the best part is um, basically keying in to, your, to the coordinator or the host, the person who is in charge, and spend time um, talking with them, discovering what their needs are. You might ask about what problems um, that the group has been dealing with, or if you could bring one thing to make their life better, what would that be? 
perhaps ask what you know what do your women need to hear that would really make a difference or make an impact in their life or the I say women it's whatever audience you're speaking to uh, because there may be men as well but it's 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 really coming very much from a servant's heart and and saying I'm here for you what is it that you and your group needs that I could help fulfill yeah and now let's say let's go back to the uh, example that you used at the beginning someone who's maybe the author of a book and she's invited to speak to a group about her book so how does she progress or proceed to uncover what specific things the group needs as she speaks about the content of her book well that's a very good question you know the big thing I think is again asking specific questions and sharing, asking, you know, is there a particular chapter in the book that caught your attention? Uh, if, I could, if I could talk about three particular things that are tied in for my book, what, you know, what would be helpful? So, so just keep asking questions to get as specific as you can. Yeah, that's great. And let's go one step farther because like over at womenspeakers.com, uh, you know, there's, everybody lists out their topics. These are the topics that I speak on. And so a planner uh, contacts them and says, uh, this is the, out of all your topics, this is the one that really hit home to me. Now that topic is already pretty well defined. Should she go farther than that or should she just trust that the topic is it? I would truly suggest to go farther than that um, and, and ask her what was it that specifically uh, caught her attention or interested her regarding that, that topic. Because, you know, we can give topics and you might be thinking something totally different than where I'm going with it. Uh, it's a little different if it's taken out of a book because then you know where I'm going with it. But so, so I would say, you know, given that, I mean, that helps to kind of narrow it down. Now, what is it particularly about that that caught your interest? Yeah. So let's go ahead then and talk about uh, the first thing that you have to do if you want this speaking engagement to end well. Well, something we often don't think about, but I just really believe that if um, – one of the first things we need to do as we prepare a talk is to keep the end in mind. In other words, uh, what is it that you want your audience to take home with you? And I actually say that even in terms of what emotion do you want your audience to leave with? Do you want them to be excited? Do they want them to be empowered? Do they want to be inspired? You know, there's many different um, obviously different kinds of emotions and uh, whatever it is that you really want them to end with that's what you need to start with and grab their attention on that uh, on that note right at the beginning and then walk them through um, you know your presentation so they're ending with that as well yeah, that's great. I, I love that. And that's what I just encourage people to do, too, is to even envision at the end of the program, what is it that people, what is on their face, a smile or are they very thoughtful or, you know, I mean, if you've ever been to a Beth Moore conference, 
Um, yeah. I don't know if she does this at every single conference, but I have a feeling she does. The ones I've been to, um, she actually leaves the platform with you in prayer. So there is no applause. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. That's very crafted, uh, not in a bad way. It's crafted. It's designed in a good way to leave you in a contemplative state versus the state of kind of a, you know, standing ovation, rah, rah state. I mean, they're, they're two very different things, aren't they? Yes, they are. Right. And they, and they all have their place. And so again, it's what, you know, what is it that you want your audience to leave with? Right. And I even think, you know, the emotion is so important uh, at what, you know, what level of emotion or what motion do you want them to leave with and to have kind of a feeling of the whole weekend about or the, the speaking uh, thing about. Or the other thing is what one phrase or concept do you want them to, you know, remember, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, too. But as you are starting this thing, what is it that you want to accomplish at the end? How is it that you want that to feel? Linda, when you work with uh, speakers to design this, what are some of the questions, the clarifying questions that you ask to bring it out? Like like we just said, you know, some speakers want you to leave contemplative. Others want you to leave cheering. I mean, what, what helps a speaker know which way this should be? Well, you know what? Again, part of it is, is knowing the needs of your audience. Um, because, for example, let's just say that you were speaking to a grief group. Well, obviously, you know, they need a lot of encouragement, but you're not going to leave them on this raw, raw place because that's not where their hearts are at, whatever it is that they're going through, you know, they're grieving. So, again, it has a lot to do with knowing the needs of your audience. And as you discover the needs and really what they want, most of the time in general, I would just say kind of speaking in general for a women's group um, or even a mixed audience, you know, people are hurting so badly today. They just, they need the encouragement. They need the inspiration. They need something practical that they can go home and begin to implement in their life. And, um, and so if you've inspired them and empowered them enough to implement whatever ideas, practical ideas, or whether it's spend, let's say, um, you know, spending, um, you know, 10 minutes in prayer every day or starting your day with uh, just sharing the things that you're grateful for, perhaps writing them down and so forth. It's a way of just beginning that inspiration on a very positive note and um, and so as you do that and then carry it through and then it's kind of like almost like you're tying a bow where you kind of start with that ribbon to begin with and then you bring it all the way around and you tie that bow at the end so whatever you started with and grabbed their attention with now you bring it together again at the end and reinforce it so they're leaving with that they're leaving excited they're leaving with Yes, I can do that, and it will make a difference. Yeah, and I know uh, when Patricia 
Tripp does training, she always says that her audiences can remember two or five years later what she spoke on. And the reason is because she was so clear in the beginning, before she started presenting, she was clear what she wanted them to remember. And it wasn't every last thing she said. Those were all supporting words. But there was a phrase, there was a concept that she was determined that her audience would remember. She works very hard at that and trains that. And so this is, this is so important that we start with the end in mind that you decide in advance what it is. And I love the advice to work with the coordinator to figure out what that would be, um, you know, how, how that would look for this group. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Linda Olson of ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com. You know, and check out her website and all the upcoming events she has going on over there. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk about the most important person at each event to connect with and why, and also the one part of your speech that you must never forget to prepare. We'll be right back. Money troubles got you down? Visit www.godlywealth.com to discover the fastest way to financial peace. You'll gain perspective, biblical training, and clear direction to help you move from terrified to triumphant. It's all free and available to you online at www.godlywealth.com. Not only will you learn a balanced, godly perspective about money, but you'll also enjoy scripture set to music, a wealth roster worksheet, and much more, all free and online at www.godlywealth.com. That's www.godlywealth.com. Do you have a book in you? Do you know what to do? Check out the author training program at womenspeakers.com. You'll meet editors, publishers, agents, and publicists whose instruction will take you from thinking to action and from manuscripts to book ASAP. The training also includes the eversion of the how-to guide, Idea to Amazon, in 14 days. Don't wait any longer. Get that book out of your head and into the hands of the readers who need it now. Learn how in the author training section at www. Womenspeakers.com. Do you have a habit you can't seem to break? Or maybe you have a big project that you just can't get yourself to do. What you need is a 21-day win. 21-day wins include a workbook, a weekly group coaching session with Marnie, plus a private Facebook accountability group. You'll get clear instructions, mastery training, and practical support to help you reach your desired goal in just 21 days. Previous participants have quit smoking, completed manuscripts, and so much more. To join the next 21-Day Win with Marnie, visit www.21daywins.com. Break a habit or complete a project in just 21 days. Money back guaranteed. Check it out now at www.21daywins.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we're talking today with our guest, Linda Olson of ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com about some speaker training, how to design a great presentation. Linda, let's go ahead and dive into the most important person at each event that, uh, that the speaker should connect with. Well, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. I truly believe that that most important person is, is the host or the coordinator of that event. She's the one that really holds the power to put it all together. And so it is invaluable to connect with her 
through her, find out the, the needs, also to share your needs in terms of even um, how you want this, how you want the room set up, how you want it displayed, if you need tables, if you need mics, you know, what, whatever it is. But even beyond that, I just truly believe um, if you can find out, you know, what the needs are not only for herself or her group, but again, to come with that servant's heart and just ask, you know, what is it that I could do for you? How could I empower your group? And you know what? You might even suggest offering a bonus training for her and her leaders. It could be beforehand. It could be after. And just say, something I want to do. I just really believe in what you're doing here. And besides, uh, and I so appreciate the opportunity to speak, and besides that, uh, this is something that I would want to offer. And I'll tell you what, there's very, very few people that offer that. And you would stand out uh, above speakers. Now, it may not always work out, and it may be a conference call that she has her, her leaders, her committee get on beforehand or after, uh, it may be an hour-long call, and to you, you know, obviously there's some preparation with that and so forth, but I'll tell you, it may also be the difference of whether you're invited back to speak at another time or not. So I just really believe that that coordinator, that host is invaluable. Mm. I like to think of them, the host, as the representative of the group. And so, you know, you may be listening thinking, well, that just sounds kind of self-serving, but it's really not self-serving at all because your mission, <laughs> if you're a speaker, is to share the message that God put on your heart. And her mission as your coordinator is to bring in a speaker who's sharing God's heart. So you guys are, you know, you already are on the right path to toward having a good relationship and what you need to do is recognize that she's the authority and I think Linda I think that's what you keep hitting on here is that a lot of times a speaker may go in and feel like she's the authority but really the speaker comes under the coordinator I like that that was very well said and I truly believe that uh, yes no she is the authority it's her group if it wasn't for her um, uh, playing the role that she was playing, she is playing, and you know, you wouldn't be there. You basically wouldn't be there. So I truly see her as the authority. One of the things that's a great idea is to bring the host a gift. <laughs> Nobody ever gives the coordinator a gift. <laughs> the coordinator is the one who's giving everybody else gifts. So um, for a speaker to bring a gift is another way to just recognize how much work she's done and how grateful you are that she chose you and that her team chose you. Linda, when you think about the coordinator, um, what are some what are some ways that a speaker can offer assistance once on premise? You know, one of the things um, is absolutely key is to <clears throat> is to come early and um, if she is setting up something, just, you know, ask, uh, is, there, is there something I can help with set up? Now, she may have a good team and have it all set up and organized, and, and uh, she'll say, oh, oh, no, you know, thank you. But um, 
even if you're at the door and greeting people and starting to get to know people and, and begin connecting with people and to just know um, that who maybe there's other greeters set up for the door and get to know them. And, and then together, greet people as they come in. And I'll tell you, when that happens, a lot of times when the speaker gets up to speak, a lot of those audience say, I had no idea that she was the speaker. You know, I right. met her before. So they already feel a personal connection, and it's, and it's been a surprise. So, you know, just, just asking, asking if there's anything you can help with. But I love that idea about bringing a gift uh, for her as well, and it's like you said, it's usually a surprise. Usually, they're so busy giving, and they don't expect anything. And believe me, it, it they certainly deserve it, and it is well earned. Yeah. It, well, another thing is that you need to get there early enough so that you have the ability to go in and pray with them if they ask you to, and many groups will ask you to. So if you arrive with just barely enough time to get set up and, you know, get ready to go, uh, that will not be enough time. Linda, what is like a good estimate of time that you recommend speakers to arrive early? You know, I um, I usually like at least 45 minutes, maybe an hour, and it would probably be a good thing to let the coordinator know or just say, you know, I always like to come early, be able to set up and meet some of the people. Is it all right? You know, basically ask her permission, um, you know, if I, if I come early. Because sometimes they're so busy doing these last-minute things, and it may make them kind of nervous when, you, you know, you as a speaker walk in that early. But particularly if it's a place you're not familiar with and um, maybe haven't been there before, so you want to make sure that you don't get caught up in some traffic or something unexpected on the way. Uh, but I, um, you know, at least at least half an hour but I usually like to get there even even more than that, 45 minutes or so. There's such another good reason to get there early is because until you arrive, there's just this little level of uncertainty inside your planner's heart. <laughs> like, is she going to be here? Yes. Is she going to come on time? <laughs> you know, and when, when a speaker zips in five minutes before the event, for the last 15 or 20 minutes, that planner has been, you know, just sweating bullets. Is she going to make it? Is she going to make it? So uh, just getting there a little bit early is so compassionate and considerate. And you can even just use the phrase, you know, when will you guys start setting up? That's usually what I ask is, uh, when will you guys start setting up for the event? And then I'll know how early somebody will be there. And then I'll say, well, I'm going to try to come a little early and get set up. And then I can help you if you need anything at the last minute. Even just give them a little heads up is always helpful and then Linda I think the other thing is to not dash out the door at the end oh absolutely because I and we've probably all been to events where that happens and it's kind of like oh you know what I've done my speaking thing and now it's over and I'm gone um, and to me that whole you know our the whole goal is connecting with these people and seeing what you can do for them. And most of the time, if we've, uh, and hopefully have, stirred a lot of interest and so forth, and it's stirred questions in their mind. And if we are available there to, 
you know, respond to their questions or maybe pray, pray with them briefly or, uh, you know, whatever it is that makes a big difference, a very big difference. Uh Absolutely. Well, this is Marnie Sweber. We're visiting today with Linda Olson of ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com. And we're going to come back. Oh, I'm sorry, Linda. We aren't ready for a break yet. What am I thinking? We're going to talk about the part of your speech that you must never forget to prepare. Let's go ahead and dive right into that before the break. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm all good with that. Well, you know what? Uh, to me, a big part of the speech, so often we think of kind of the the main body as our, our, you know, the main part of the speech, but an area that I just believe is absolutely critical, and that is that introduction. And there's kind of two different sides to that. One is the person that introduces you, and the other part is your introduction, and both of them I see as very powerful. That person that introduces you is absolutely key. And a lot of times, you know, I actually recommend writing out how you would like to be introduced. And this is one more reason to come early and um, ask to meet with that person. It's probably the host or the coordinator, whoever, um, and ask, oh, um, and maybe make these arrangements ahead of time even to just ask, now, who would be introducing me? I would really like to just talk with her for a few minutes and say, um, you know what, if uh, if you have a few minutes to just read this over so you're comfortable with it, and uh, uh, I would really like to introduce you with this, and, uh, introduce me with that, and and then you can, you know, uh, you can share anything, anything personal as well, if you wish. But that person is setting the tone for the whole event. And if, uh, and the whole goal, the goal is to connect with your audience. And I'll tell you, she can make it or break it for you. And if it is not done well, and a lot of times people will go and they'll check your website or whatever it may be and they'll read down all these credentials. Well, perhaps we have an audience that really cannot relate to any of that. And so we've pretty much lost them. And now we have to spend the next, you know, 10 minutes or so trying to connect with our audience. Whereas if she is setting that tone and setting you up to connect with your audience, you come in with a grabbing and powerful first sentence, and I'll tell you, um, you'll be well on your way. Oh, my goodness. I just love your advice. That's so true. And it is so important that you don't stand up and say, well, um, it was. it's really good to be here. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Because you actually only have one moment. You just have that one moment to launch the whole thing. And I can remember I can remember at the end of a first talk when I was doing a pinch hit, and um, the, pro, the coordinator came up to me and she said, all of the ladies are saying, wow, we've really got a great speaker this year. And, you know, I think part of it is because from the very moment that they were introduced to me until the end of the program, all of their minutes were respected. And there's such a big difference between doing that and just kind of slushing into your program. 
And there may be opportunities where that would be the appropriate thing to do. But when you have a large audience, you just have to say every single minute that you use is worth however many people there are there. If there's 200 people there, then every minute is worth 200 minutes of time. You need to be filling that minute, that those 200 minutes, with some value right from the start of your program. Love that. Love that. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come right back and talk about how to deliver a few key points of value with clarity and how to get your audience to remember what you present. We will be right back. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian women's events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or Type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie and our guest today, Linda Olson. We are talking about uh, the parts of a great presentation for speaker training. Linda, let's, you know, we were talking about the introduction before break. Was there anything else you wanted to add about that? Well, I just, I just loved, um, you know, what, what you shared with that. Sometimes we waste those first five minutes by just saying, oh, I'm so glad to be here and I want to thank you for inviting me and so forth. You know what? If they didn't want you there, you wouldn't be there to begin with. So they already know that, um, you know, that, that you are grateful and so forth. And we may think it is a way of connecting and, and it is on some level, but I'll tell you what, for the most part, we're really probably more disconnecting because these people came to hear what you had for them. And we have to remember that in this day and age, people are going through such difficult times. They are hurting. They came to get some kind of encouragement, some kind of help, some kind of empowerment and uh, and that, again, is why if you share a grabbing introduction in your first statement, you've got their attention, or like you had mentioned earlier, a speaker who just gives that clarity right at the beginning, it's like, boy, you've got them at the edge of their seat, and you will have their attention for that whole time, whether it's 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it may be, as long as you follow along with that. So I, I appreciate your input on that. Very, very wise. 
Well, and I do think that it is the rare speaker who actually nails that. Uh, so you will stand out from the other speakers if you get that part right. Let's go ahead and talk about, um, now you're past the introduction and you're into your talk, how do you deliver those, really those few key points with clarity so people can take them home? You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes that uh, we tend to make, and I certainly did for many years, and that was I, I wanted to give them too much. And when most, most people, most women are on overload already, uh, if we give them too much, they're going to feel overwhelmed and they won't remember. So what we want to do is go back and, and just really be clear in our mind in terms of, you know, it's like what three points. Uh, three is usually a good number. It doesn't always have to be exactly that. But just a few points. So what three points do I want them to leave with that could impact their life? And then do that with clarity and take a look at and say, okay, how could I, how could I deliver this so that they are going to remember not just for today, not just for next week, but sometime when they're struggling at home uh, a few months from now, that all of a sudden this would come to mind. And so it's really, one is, it, is the points, the other is how can I deliver those points? And you know what, again, the key is I cannot overemphasize, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. I've been I'm working with a, a lady right now who's getting ready to go to a big conference, and she's overwhelmed with everything. I've been going through her talk a few times, and I just kept coming back and coming back. I said, you know what, you have so much. Just take, find three points and keep it simple. Even now, there's a there's a favorite pastor that my husband and I have, and he limits it to one point. That's it. You know, wow. he can get one. But <laughs> he, you he probably leave, knows his congregation. <laughs> but you leave and you remember. I mean, you remember it a year later. You remember because it was it was so well developed. You have this one concept, and that's all you're thinking about when you leave. And I think I I just so agree that the. The problem is, and I, I loved when you said you've done it before in the past, and so have I really, all of these things we're talking about, every speaker does these things at some point or another, or for sure at the beginning of their of their speaking uh, career. But uh, to just give too much information without any clarity of, um, when, when we homeschooling, we call them hooks. Like if you have a, if you have a, a coat rack in the back closet with hooks on it, mm -hmm. um, you have to create the hook first, and then you put the coat on it. And then you could put several coats on it, actually. But you have to create the place for the coat first. And that's what we miss. We miss that clarifying, underlying concept that we want them to take home. And that's the most important thing. Uh, if you want them to remember it, that's the most important thing. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about next year, is the, the ability to get them to remember. Uh, definitely, I'm going to let you um, share your stuff in just a second. Definitely for me, are huge. if you want them to remember giving them either a verbal analogy, a word picture, or else a true uh, visual, that's what's going to stick in their head. Right. And I love that example of the hook. That's, that's great. <laughs> so what are some other ways to help your audience remember what you present? 
Well, you know, when I read the statistic um, that we remember only 7% of what we hear, 23% of what we see, and 70, 70, 70% of what we experience. And so the best we can do is allow our audience to experience us. And that might be kind of a, um, you know, a new concept for a lot of people. And it took me a while to kind of catch on to. I mean, how do they experience me? I'm just standing up there and talking, but how do they experience me? Well, there are a number of ways. Uh, anytime you can do a little exercise and, and bring up uh, a few volunteers, if it's a, it's a very small group you're working with, you may want to um, do it with a whole group. If it's a larger group, you can bring up a few volunteers because even though you're working with a few people, they are, your whole audience uh, mm -hmm. is experiencing this. The very best way, when it's told well, is to experience you through storytelling. I mean, how many times have you heard a sermon or heard um, a speaker and you walk away with one or two things? If there was humor, you remember the joke. If there was a great story, you remember the story. And all else kind of goes by the wayside. So hopefully that story will be there to give a good point. And if they remember the story, then they'll remember the point. And it's all, that's all part of, um, of experiencing. You know, let me, give you, let me give you a little example. I was invited to be a keynote speaker at a, um, at a college. In fact, it had been the college I'd graduated from years ago, and they had a harvest fest and invited me to come out. I was, I was so privileged. And, and I thought, okay, you know, I've got, I think it was 20 minutes, 20 minutes to make an impact and uh, they had flown me out from, this was in Canada, and I was coming from California. Anyway, I decided to share part of my testimony. But, again, you can get so overwhelmed. And storytelling, good storytelling, shouldn't be any longer than two minutes, two minutes max. And so what I did was I found three key stories out of my life, and I would share the one story, and then I asked, asked a question. It was a story where I was kind of left in a helpless situation, and I said, what do you do when you don't know what to do? And then I would share the next story, and then um, again I would ask the question. And then at the end I wrapped it up and said, you know, I didn't know what to do either, but there's one thing I did know, and that was that God was there with me all the time. Well, much to my surprise, the president, who was supposed to give a few closing remarks, was so impacted by my story that he got up, by my talk, he got up, and he, he basically repeated the whole story, the whole talk. Mm. <laughs> it was really mm. kind of funny, but I thought, well, at least I know it impacted him, and hopefully it did others, too. <laughs> right, right. But it's a way yeah. to keep it simple. We all have stories in our life. The problem is, again, so often we want to give them too much detail or share too much. And when we do, we lose them with it. So, again, we have to be very clear in terms of what is a point, how can I share it to grab attention, make my point, 
And a lot of times when we ask a question, we also need to remember uh, the pause is very powerful. We may ask a question and then just quickly go on to our next point, but they they need time to process this. And so if we ask a question, hey, then just give them a little time to think about it and then move on. Love that. Love that. And, you know, your your number, the two-minute max per story, that is such a short amount of time, but our attention spans and our audiences are getting shorter. And it used to be three to seven. <laughs> now we're talking, you're telling us two, so oh my goodness. Pretty soon we'll be down to 140 characters and we'll just have to really be cryptic. <laughs> we'll be tweeting but, but at honestly, that point. <laughs> that's right. Honestly, though, uh, people's attention spans are very short, and you do need to change what you're saying and how you're saying it very frequently. You can't just stand with the same monotone and present the whole time. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. They're gonna take their phones out. They're gonna start doing. They're mentally gone. Uh, so you need to keep them engaged. Back to the idea of using volunteers. I love this idea, and the reason that it works is because. Just like the event coordinator is the representation of the entire group, so your volunteers are the representation of the entire group. And everybody that's sitting and watching can feel for them and kind of imagine themselves up there. It's kind of like watching Wheel of Fortune. And you're not really on the show, but you really can imagine. Well, I could have gotten it better than that. Or, you know, I, I couldn't have figured that one out. They were really great on that one. You know, you're, you're envisioning how you would be in that situation. And that's why the volunteer thing really works to make it an experience more than just a lecture. Um, we're going to go on here in just a few moments, but is there anything else that you wanted to share on these topics of delivering the key points with clarity and being memorable? Well, just just that idea when you talked about the volunteer, and I believe it is uh, crucial because we do experience that. Maybe one other point, and I know that Beth Moore is a star at this. I've seen her do it. And that is um, another way to impact is truly when you're speaking to a group and you want to make a point, find, find that friendly face in the audience, probably near the front or on the aisle somewhere or whatever, and you might even go right to her and, um, and, and make your point. And though you're talking to one person, the whole audience is bending over to make sure that they do not miss what you have to say. And you know when I think about when Jesus, um, just prior to the feeding of the 5,000, and he was speaking to the disciples, but he directed it to Philip and um, the question to Philip in terms of what to do here we have he set them up obviously we know that most you probably are familiar with the story where you know he he set them up when the disciples said um, you know let's send, send them into town because they're probably hungry and so forth and he said you feed them and then he directed the question to Philip but he was speaking to all of the disciples at that point well, I think it's a great way that we can also impact people, and I've done it many times, and it really is impactful, where I'm, I'm, I'm going down and I'm focused directly on one person, but it is for everybody there, and they hear it. Hmm. Good, good tip. Okay, this is Marty, and we're visiting...
today with Linda Olson of ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com. I want to go check that out and don't go away though. We're going to come back and talk about why less is more when it comes to speaking and what that means to a speaker and why a powerful closing is critical to your success. We'll be right back. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Right now at WomenSpeakers.com, you can take it to the next level with online training including specific instructions, tips, and strategies to increase your knowledge, skill sets, and earning potential as an author, speaker, media guest, manager, women's ministry leader, or event planner. Pick your area of interest and get going today. The training sets at WomenSpeakers.com include over 24 modules, each 60 minutes long, focusing on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular field of interest. You can purchase each set individually or join to gain instant and ongoing access to them all for one low price. Get online training today at WomenSpeakers.com. That's www.WomenSpeakers.com. You can enjoy social networking success in just 15 minutes a day. That's right. You can enjoy the benefits of social media all in 15 minutes a day using Marnie's sane social networking strategies. Get your 30-page ebook free right now at www.womenspeakers.com. That's sane social networking success in 15 minutes a day from www.womenspeakers.com. Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis-Higgs, Lisa Bevere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie and our guest today, Linda Olson, has been sharing with us speaker training, the parts of a great presentation. You can learn more about Linda over at ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com. Linda, we only have a few minutes left. What does less is more mean to a speaker? <laughs> well, that's a term that probably isn't usually connected with a speaker, but I think it's important that it is. And that is, it's really about the speaker talking less and letting the audience, letting those volunteers, it kind of connects with what we just talked about, and that is bringing volunteers up and uh, letting them experience something because everybody in the audience experiences you at that time as well. And, and they help you make the point. So let me, let me just share a little example that, um, that you can do, and I've done many times, and that is I would ask for five volunteers. So as they come up, I hand them a card, um, you know, probably an 8.5 by 11 kind of card. It has to be big enough de depending on how, the size of your audience. And on each card I have a particular word. And when I ask them to turn the card over, of course the audience can, can see all the words, and I said, we're going to take a little vote. And I want to know what is uh, one of the greatest fears, absolutely greatest fears 
in America today. And one card might say death, another divorce, homeless, loss of job, or the fear of speaking. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to point to each one, say the word, and I want, I want to see hands. Who would think it is death? And you kind of get a feel of where your audience is at. And um, as I'm sure you're well aware, it is the fear of speaking, which is amazing that people would fear that about death or divorce or being homeless, that kind of thing. And then, depending on where you're going with your talk, you might go into, let's say, um, you do speaker training, then you can talk to them about the fact that these are one of the things in speaker training that we help you get past that if that's of any concern at all if you're talking about fear then you can talk you know you can go on and share uh, maybe some ways to get past fear because obviously we all face fear in our lives so that's a little way that we can talk less but our point is very clear, and we do that by letting the volunteers or audience or through object lessons or different, different things basically make the point. Yeah, absolutely. And if you go over to Marnie.com, the video that I've got on there um, of me speaking includes one of these volunteer uh, scenarios. And you can hear the audience in the back laughing and, you know, gasping. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> joining in, yes. joining in as as it's going on. You know what I thought you were going to say was that uh, as a speaker, less is more because it actually takes quite a bit longer to say less or to prepare rather to say less than it does to just ramble on. You can go and ramble on without much pre preparation at all, but to really say something clearly and easy to understand, it's going to take you a lot of preparation time. And the estimate that I heard, I don't know, it's been a few years now, but you know, four hours of preparation for every 10 minutes is about what wow. you're going to look at. Yeah, I know. So it's like, oh boy. But you know, I just finished writing a book recently and it's the same with writing. You know, you, that's the people who write books, they spend so much time uh, fine tuning the message to get it into Absolutely. that amount of space, you know? So you can take somebody's whole life experience in a certain area of their life and read it in two hours. It's amazing. <laughs> but as a speaker, you don't even have two hours usually unless you've got a retreat, you know, you don't have two hours. You maybe have 40 minutes or 20 minutes so spending a lot of time in preparation is just critically important. Well, um, and I like yeah, that point. It's, it's a very good point because so often we think that it takes a lot more time to prepare if we have, you know, 45 minutes as opposed to 10 minutes. But if we want to say something to truly make a point and make it clear, it will probably take a lot more preparation to do it in 10 minutes. Well, it's all you have. You have just that short little bit of time. And I mean, you even just think about commercials or whatever, how, how much effort goes into making it succinct in 30 seconds or one minute. You know, and those are what, you know, the media would call sound bites. Something that they can play on the news has to be very short. And a speaker who takes time to really work it out that well is going to be a speaker that's going to both be remembered because they're quotable as well as um, they're going to be respected because they've used the time wisely that they had. Let's use the last few minutes here to talk about the closing 
and it, it really is so important to have a good closing instead of just to say, well, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely it is. Because, uh, you know, it kind of ties into what we, uh, what we started with in terms of what do you want your audience to leave with. And, you know, I'll tell you today, because, because the needs are so great and people are hurting, to just giving, give them some in, inspiration and make it fun and lighthearted, it's not enough. And so we want to truly, we don't want to just inspire them, we want to impact them. And part of that is not only that grabbing introduction and those few good points, but it's bringing it back to a closing so that we can give them something that they will walk away with. Now, often, if we've really impacted their life, people are hungry and they want more. So that if we have, let, let, if we have some product, that may be a book, it may be, you know, a little devotional, it may be something we just ran off on our computer and, and say, if you want more, come and see me at the back and be happy. You know, sometimes it's for sale, sometimes it's a gift that you might want to give them, uh, but the, I heard a speaker say one time, it's not what you give them, but it's what they leave with that makes a difference. Now, they may leave with something tangible, like if you have a book and they will purchase your book and so forth, or it may be that that closing thought is what really impacted them, and they think, wow, that was worth it all. And I believe that's how powerful it truly needs to be. So there were two kind of concepts that you were talking about there. Let's go back and just spend a moment on if you have product. Where do you recommend that that be included, uh, assuming you have permission to mention it and bring it? Um, where would where was the ideal place to mention your product? You know what? Um, a lot of times, particularly when we're we're speaking to uh, a church group or you know whatever. Um, one, of course, we need to have permission ahead of time to make sure that it's okay to have a book table and so forth. And most, most churches are, uh, are okay with a basic book table and so forth. But what, uh, in part of my training, what I, I basically um, uh, teach my group, and that is to be able to um, grab their attention and um, they so much want to experience you that they just they want more. And whether you say something about product or not, they're asking so that you don't come on that stage just trying to sell. Now, on the other hand, there are little tips like, for example, if you have a book and you might, as part of your presentation, you might pick out your book and say, you know what, and you read, you read a little quote from the book and say, um, that's from a book that I've just recently written called that. If you're interested, come and see me at the back later. And, and just, you know, so it's not obviously um, a big sales thing, but basically letting them know that if you want more, and you might say that, you may mention it a little bit uh, in between or at the end and say, you know what, for those of you that want more, or if you just want to come by and say hello, I would love to meet you. I'll be back at the table there, and so um, I'll be available to talk with you after. And then I love that. Your questions connect, and yes. 
Yeah. And ideally, if the event coordinator can do the promotion for you of your product before and after you're done or whenever they typically do it, that is so ideal so that you don't have to be thinking about that uh, yeah. directly. No. And another way um, to just if, if they aren't going to, or even if they are, it's just kind of fun because people do want to take you home with them, is to give away a free copy to your volunteers. If somebody volunteers to give them a copy of your book, it's a great to let everybody kind of, again, it's a representative of the group. Uh, she got a copy. I would like a copy, too. Uh, and, and it's just a nice way to say thank you to your volunteers. Linda, we are just about out of time here. And I just want to thank you so much for coming. And I know that you have a lot of stuff over at your website. Could you just maybe share, if somebody goes to your website, do you, you have something over there that they can get for free, right? Uh, yes, I do. And you know what? I, I will say that I'm kind of in the process of revising um, the website right now. So if you don't see something that you're looking for you're, or you're wondering about, please don't hesitate to email me. But uh, I, would, I would love to talk with you more or connect with you in some way. And, Marnie, I just want to say a great big thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. I just love what you're doing and the impact that you're having on so many people. It, it's absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. And thank you all for being here. It's so fun to get together every week and to uh, those of you who listen to the archives or around the Internet uh, on iTunes or at the Syndicate channels. Thank you for being here. I can't have a show without listeners. And we appreciate your participation. And also, you guys do want to go check out Linda's site, ChristianSpeakersGetPaid.com. We will see you again next time. And in the meantime, swing by Marnie.com. And I'll see you over there. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Right now at womenspeakers.com, you can take it to the next level with online training including specific instructions, tips, and strategies to increase your knowledge, skill sets, and earning potential as an author, speaker, media guest, manager, women's ministry leader, or event planner. Pick your area of interest and get going today. The training sets at womenspeakers.com Include over 24 modules, each 60 minutes long, focusing on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular field of interest. You can purchase each set individually or join to gain instant and ongoing access to them all for one low price. Get online training today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. A college diploma can double your income potential, but take three to five years, over $30,000 to acquire. If you have six hours, yep, just six hours, you can increase your earning potential, success rate, and delight in life. 
Check out the Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Program today at womenspeakers.com. Even just one aha moment can change the direction of your life and future. Look into the Success Principles Intensive Coach Certification Program today at womenspeakers.com under the training tab. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.